Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. We're starting season three. This is insane. How are we at season three already? Like what? I know. What is happening? How many weeks have we met now? I, it's been 10 like, plus 15. So 25. We've done 25 like we've done weeks. Half of a year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Thanks for following along, everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Welcome back to season three. We're doing A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yes. Just so exciting. Hope you guys enjoyed the little break mm-hmm. that y'all had. We're excited to dive into this book. I'm assuming you just kept reading because I don't know how you stop at the end of the last book. No. Um, but we're excited to talk about this one with y'all. Yeah. And for both of us, this is what, this is only the second time I'm reading this book. So I've totally forgotten everything yeah. that happens in this book. I, I read it physically once and it was in like a blur a bit because it was like right. in one day in the frenzy of how I can't put this book down. Yeah. And this was like March of 2021 yeah. so this was a long time <laughs> a ago. long time ago i i have listened to the audiobook once mm-hmm. since so i i have a little bit of a more high, than i do <laughs> a little bit but not great yeah. so we're kind of along this journey with you as we're reading it which is sure. almost more exciting because i feel like with the other two books i was almost waiting for stuff to happen yeah. and when i would read stuff i'm like oh yeah well this happens and this is a good reference point for that but with this one i'm just what what's gonna happen next yeah so it's fun to read along and almost like it's the first time yeah I think that's a really fun like difference that's gonna be in this season of Sarah and I being a little bit more like a what yep (laughs) as we read through this so shall we let's do it all right so this week we're gonna do chapters one through four Mm -hmm. and we're calling this episode secret agent Farah yes (laughs) (laughs) because she is crushing it and, like, just right off the bat, I want to say I, I've i had so much joy in these, like, first few chapters mm-hmm. reading the, like, internal dialogue that um, Feyre is having with herself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's delightful. There's so many moments where I'm like, oh, my gosh, Feyre, you're hilarious. You're amazing. I love you. So that's an exciting thing. But let's start off real quick. I didn't do a summary for it, but we did have, like, a two-page, like, prologue almost. Mm-hmm. Of Rhysand's perspective of two years before the wall. So, like, 52 years ago? 53 years ago, I guess? No, the wall was up before Amarantha. Oh, that's right. It would have yeah. been 
500, 500 years ago. Yeah. So um, let's chat about that real quick before we dive into yeah. chapter one. I thought it was really interesting to hear Reese's perspective. Again, I know we got a little glimpse of it at the end of the last book, yeah. but we get it this book. But I was also kind of curious why we're getting Reese's perspective yeah. about two years before the wall. It and felt be- random a little super bit. Super random, especially because at the end of the last book, you know, it's by Farrah. She's going mm-hmm. underground into the spring court. Yeah. Or undercover, not underground. <laughs> <laughs> not underground. Not underground. Not underground again. Yep. Um, no, it definitely was like, it felt random, but I also like sensed like, like it, I really felt the weariness in mm-hmm. this, cha- like in this little mini chapter. Like yeah. you could in every piece tell just like how exhausted and drawn out every like step was for him and i just thought it was so sad and sweet that Mm -hmm. he was like searching these dead bodies for his friends i know there was like there was two quotes that i wanted to pull out of this little chapter the first was he said i'd always thought death would be some sort of peaceful homecoming a sweet sad lullaby to usher me into whatever waited afterwards i now wondered if the lullaby of death was not a lovely song but the droning of flies if flies and maggots were all death's handmaidens i know like that's just dark it really is but I, I think a lot of people probably think of death as kind of this sweet longing you know they're yeah. they're just ready for it but then when faced with actuality of it it's nothing like you yeah. kind of dream it would be or well think it would i be. think similar to night it can be both mm-hmm. you know like someone who's just who dies peacefully in their home it can be that first bit yeah. but in war it's very clearly the second yeah but I don't know. Yeah. And then, like you were saying, you know, Reese is checking every single Illyrian to see if it was Cassian, which yeah. is so sweet. And he says, mile after mile, a kingdom of the rotting dead. And still I looked. <laughs> I just love that. It, he's just always looking for his friends. And I just thought it was a really sweet way to say it. Yeah, I agree. So that's all. All right. Chapter one. Let's do this. So this was, I had a bit of like my like cranky angsty sticker (laughs) here um i said the spring court has a heart to heart over what happened at highburn as Feyre settles in as spy Mm. i roll um what do you notice about chapter one i thought Feyre did a pretty good job like all things considered with keeping up this facade yeah Um, i know she's like raging inside (laughs) but does a good job of keeping her words very civil at mm-hmm. this point and hasn't really snapped at anybody. So Yeah, the self-control is very impressive. Especially for Farah, who never <laughs> has self-control, I feel like, in almost every situation. So, so true. Yeah, so I was very impressed with her for that. Totally. Um, so our first glimpse is a Farah painting. Mm-hmm. And I just I love I love like rage painter. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like some of the comments were like just so funny about it was like incessant unrelenting spring she goes if i'd painted this glimpse into the court the way my gut had urged me it would have been flesh shredding thorns flowers that choked off the sunlight for any plants smaller than them and rolling hills stained in red i was like tell us what you really think Farah. yeah <laughs> you know but it's so interesting because i remember you know in agatar when we when Farah first meets the spring court basically mm-hmm. and it's she was just so happy and she was so glad that it was constantly spring yeah and she's just enamored with the beauty of it all but now like coming back for i guess this is the third time coming yeah. back um she, she's thinks completely opposite yeah she can't stand that it's spring all the time and that it's so many flowers and mm-hmm. it's just funny how her perspective has totally changed when nothing about the spring court's changed that's so true it's wild yeah 
And while she's painting this awful picture that she hates so much, yep. I just, I'm impressed with how her powers are becoming so refined and how much oh, more control yeah. she has. So she snaps this paintbrush in half because mm-hmm. she's so angry and she just burns it up and then creates a small breeze to like take the ashes outside and then brings a breeze in with the flowers to cover the scent of burning. I was like, wow, Farah, you've gotten much better. Look at you go. I know. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Tamlin and Lucian interrupt her painting mm-hmm. and inform us that Ianthe is coming to explain her side of the story. Yeah, I like Farah's thought about her reaction. Mm-hmm. She said, I made a good show of appearing lost in my work, hunching my shoulders a bit, angling my head, and made an even better show of slowly looking over my shoulder, as if the struggle to part myself from the painting was a true effort. But the battle was the smile I forced to my mouth, to my eyes, the real tell of a smile's genuine nature. I'd practiced in the mirror, over and over. I'm like, this is our secret agent, Farah. Secret agent, Farah. So. Um, it cracked me up. Tamlin tells her that her painting looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, says in her classic old version of herself, it's nowhere near done. It's still a mess. Um, but then she tells herself, frankly, it was some of my best work, even if its soullessness was only apparent to me. <laughs> and it just like, it makes me laugh because like old Farah was so not confident in herself. No. She would never have admitted like, oh, frankly, it's some of my best work. And I you're know. like, look how far you've come. And honestly, old Farah is really up until I think she realized she was Reese's mate. I feel like maybe like a smidgen before it because she was pretty like she was better yeah but i feel like once she became reese's mate and high lady the night court mm. i feel like that's when she truly stepped into her confidence true yeah and everything with highburn everything after it's just been much more confident yeah no i agree with that um but Fa- or tamlin's response to pharaoh saying it's a mess he goes i think we all are and i just like vomited in my mouth <laughs> i was like look Goodbye. Um, so she goes to get ready to mm-hmm. go see Ianthe. And we learn that her rooms have moved because her original room was destroyed. Yeah. And now her current room is directly across from Lucian's. Yeah. Where you can keep an eye on her. Well, it was also interesting. So her old bedroom, it was overtaken by vines and thorns. And, you know, her bedroom yeah. had been shredded. The bedding and was shredded. The shattered furniture. It was like a tomb. Yeah. I just, I mean, I get... I'm assuming Tamlin probably came in, destroyed everything. But I thought it was interesting that, like, the vines were coming into yeah. the room well, and growing in there. I mean, I know it's grow spring. that quick. But, no, it doesn't grow that quickly. Right. So part of me is, like, I wonder if the magic, like, almost knew she was, like, that part of her was dead. Yeah. And gone. I don't know. Mm. So in regards to that, it just makes me question the actual title of Akatar. Mm-hmm. Is it all in relation to Farah? So thorns and roses so when she originally comes there it's all roses and she's like blooming and budding mm. and then when she comes back now it's all thorns like her room is covered in Ooh. thorns and they reference thorns like so many times in this chapter yeah it's like is it all relevant to her maybe but that's so interesting because i honestly I, when i first read these books i tried to be like what do these titles mean right. like what it and I think I kind of gave up on them. Right. But, um... Well, I know in Akatar they do talk about how, you know, Tamlin gives her, like, a rose from his parents' garden, and mm-hmm. it has thorns, and she talks about how she's, like, the thorn, or something yeah. to that effect. So I think we assumed it was that, but also I'm wondering... But then it's like, then you have Mist and Fury, and you have Wings and Ruin, and so you're right. kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. What are these supposed to mean? Right. Yeah, I, I just thought know. it was interesting. That is interesting. I like that. So Lucian meets... 
Feyre outside of her room and mm-hmm. starts talking with her about Elaine. Yeah. Um, basically, like, where is she? And she's kind of like, how would I know this? And he's just like, I need to find her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said to him, you'll die the moment you set foot in his ter- territory. And Lucian goes, I survived well enough when I found you. And then Pharaoh says, you couldn't see that he had me in a thrall. You let him take me back. But the hurt and guilt I expected wasn't there. So part of me is like, Lucian, Lucian is not buying into her bullshit. Well, he all. wasn't buying into it at the end of yeah. the last book either. So And he just continues to just be like, we're not going to play these games. Where no. is she? <laughs> but he doesn't push her either because he knows that she's the only chance he has of seeing Elaine. Yeah, it's so a she- very delicate dance there. Yes. Playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about, we referenced Pharaoh's rage for a minute. And oh, there's yeah. a great quote here about her rage. Yep. It says, my rage had become a living thing inside my chest, an echoing heartbeat that soothed me to sleep and stirred me to waking. And I've never thought of rage that way. No. Well, I don't, most people generally don't feel rage that often. So yeah. I don't generally try to think of what that emotion feels like. Right. But it's a very interesting description. Yep. So, so I'm impressed, though, that that's how she's feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And yet she's able to so coolly sit across this table for my auntie. She's very much like Reese in this instance. She is. Keeping that cool exterior oh by my gosh. raging she's so on the inside. Is. I miss Reese. It's only been like less than a chapter and I miss him. I know. But also I'm like, I, Anthony, I, I, Anthony, <laughs> I, Anthony totally has it coming. Whatever Farrah has in store for her, um, you're done. This done. rage is going to totally win. Yep. And her excuse was just like such a load of crap. But it was a, not a good excuse, but I thought it was a very clever excuse. Of all the excuses yeah. you're going to give, I felt like that was be the most justified as to why yes that in terms of like politicking she picked the right excuse she did it's a crappy excuse but it's (laughs) the right excuse yeah it's like just that pharaoh you know wanted her sisters to be immortal with her forever but it's not something she would ever vocalize of course not no but you didn't know her no goodbye um, but it was funny. Lucian at one point said, if you expect our gratitude, you'll be waiting a while, Ianthe. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But Tamlin believes Ianthe. He is so stupid. Yeah. Like, I, in the first book of this, I don't think I would have characterized Tamlin as stupid. No. In the second book, I don't think I would have characterized him as stupid until we hit this highburn thing. Right, yeah. This book, these few chapters, I'm just like, you are dumb. Like, you are just dumb. I'm wondering, though, is he just going along with what Ianthony's saying? I keep calling her Ianthony. <laughs> Ianthe. I'm wondering if he's just going along with what she's saying because he doesn't want to have, like, more discord in his own court. And it's just easier to go along with what she's saying and try to move past it versus create more conflict, yeah. you know? I don't know. Because he can't, is he really that dumb? Can you be that dumb? I don't know. It feels like it. I don't know. You know, it's confusing because he's a high lord. You know, he was such a warrior. Right. That's why I'm like, he can't be that dumb. He must just be going along with everything to just. Or is he, like, did he become so focused on losing Feyre that he's lost all sense? That that happens too. I think that's more likely than him just being stupid. So it's like, even though he has Feyre back, I feel like he has not regained any kind of sense yet no well i think he's so scared to lose her it's so like yeah. worried about you know is something gonna change so yeah 
Um, but Lucian's also kind of wary of saying too much in front of Ianthe because he knows it's going to be reported back to Highburn. Yeah. So. It's just, you, like, I, you can't trust that person anymore. No, not at all. But um, Ianthe responds with, I will endeavor to be worthy of my friends. And then it says, <laughs> Lucian seemed to be trying very, very hard not to roll his eyes. Yeah, that's a total ball. Same. Like, go goodbye. But and then it says, but Tamlin said, we'll all try. That was his new favorite word. Try. And I'm like, I'm going to roll my eyes at this too. Like, yeah. Ah! I'm still raging. Like, I'm not over at like the end of our last season rage it is still living fully in my heart i want him gone that's all that's all that's all i have for this chapter i hate tamlin that's it (laughs) uh we do learn though that part of tamlin's deal it seems was that his people would not be terrorized by highburn yeah if we're gonna believe him i know but also it's like how much can you trust highburn yeah so but i think he does say that you know he told all his people to move east or that's right or west or whatever so it's like he trusts highburn but not really because he's clearly trying to get everybody away from where he's at right. just to keep him safe but he knows that they won't be attacked yeah i guess it's a positive it just it feels like lazy ruling it's like hey i'm gonna make a lot of bad decisions right now so how mm-hmm. about you just pick up your entire lives and move to another region where i think you might be a little safer yeah that's terrible like rulership i know Ugh. That's all I had, though. Uh, well, okay. Last sentence, though, is he gave an update that the first delegation from Highburn arrives tomorrow. Yep. So they're coming in Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter 2. I had a really hard time picking a feel okay. summary could, for this. Yeah. So this was both, like, cranky, but also, like, ah! Because mm-hmm. I love Ferris so much! <laughs> Ferris the best. I said, Jurian and the Highburn Royals arrive in the Spring Court. Mm. What'd you notice? It's just weird to see Farrah back in the Spring Court and yeah. actually taking part in things like she had wanted to, you know, since the beginning of Akamath. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think which book we were on. <laughs> I was like, which one was it just? Um, and, you know, Highburn's people arrive, and I can tell that it's going to be an interesting stay for Farrah while they're here. Yep. So. So true. But it starts off on a somewhat positive note, I guess. Tamlin mm-hmm. is keeping his promise by letting Farah come to every meeting and be involved in all the planning. So, positive. Listeners, I'm still rolling my eyes. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm over it. Trying to see the best in Tamlin. You're in doing situation. great, Sarah. You're doing great. I cannot. I hold a grudge is the moral of the story. <laughs> so I'm just having a really hard time with Tamlin right now. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I, I'm happy that Feyre's plans to mm-hmm. spy are at least going well. Because mm-hmm. by him following through, she now gets to, like... She can gather intel yeah. and report it back to Reese Because yeah. they still have their mating bond. Yeah, so it talks about how they're kind of, like, very rarely sending yes. info down there. Which feels, like, so hard. Yes. Like, can you imagine having an open channel mm-hmm. with the person you love and are obsessed with? And just not using it. Like, in terms of restraint. That's very impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. She says, I didn't know if someone could monitor such things. The silent messages between mates. Not when using the mating bond could be scented. And I was playing such a dangerous game with it. 
Everyone believed it had been severed, that Reese's lingering scent was because he'd forced me, had planted that scent in me. They believed with time, with distance, his scent would fade, weeks or months likely. So I get, I mean, why she's being careful, because the whole scent thing, which is still odd to me. But Sense, man. I know. So, yeah, I get why she's not using it, but you're right. That's a heck of a so restraint. Hard. Yeah. It's like you feel connected and yet so distant. So far. Uh, okay, so Jurian mm-hmm. and two commanders from Highburn arrive. We have one male, one female, and they are siblings, twins. Yep. They're twins, and they're like the niece and nephew of the King of Highburn. Right. And their names are Prince Dagden and Princess Branna. Sure, I'll go with it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, And they are creepy. They want to share one room. Yeah, that's just weird. Super weird. I mean, unless it's a safety thing? No. <laughs> no. No. You're not immortal and no. live that long and want to share a room with your sibling. Yeah, no, it's, it is gross. No. Um, so they are a high fane appearance, their skin the same ruddy hue, and their hair an identical inky black as their king. But it was their vacant, unfeeling faces that snagged the eye, a lack of emotion honed from millennia of cruelty. Like... That gave me, like, low-key chills. I'm like, ooh. I know. And Jurian is there also in mm-hmm. rare form. Mm-hmm. He is very sassy. Yeah. But I'm glad Pharaoh, like, allows herself to still have some bite towards him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that she's doing it so that she can bait Tamlin into thinking that, you know, the old Pharaoh is back again. Yes. She oh. Said, she said, here's the first rule of the visit. Don't threaten me in my own home. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's very crafty, Farrah. It's very crafty. This is why she's secret agent Farrah. Secret agent Farrah. She does this a few times, though, where she sets up, she's totally setting things up to, like, yeah. bait certain people and to get Tamlin thinking certain things. Yeah. She is pulling a Reese. I know. She continued, like, that's just who she's channeling in this. Yeah. But, yeah, no, she's so sassy about it, because she, or sarcastic to Jurian specifically mm-hmm. because she will say things like perhaps if he'd bothered going to war over Miriam she wouldn't have left you for Prince Draken and yeah. you're like dang Farah and I love that it's like she came back to the Supreme Court and she's playing this role of like oh I'm home now mm-hmm. but she ha- she still has that fire so yeah. it's like she's almost somehow marrying the two parts or pieces of herself from like her past to who she is now yeah and i'm just glad it's not lost Mm -hmm. though i am surprised that tamlin is not picking up on it more or if he is he's trying to ignore it or Or like yeah but i don't know what he's thinking as he's like hearing this because it's very obvious that she's not the same fair even the you know original human huntress fair she's still way more sassy and way more sarcastic and outspoken than she ever was yes so and powerful like that was like her Telling him, like, do not threaten me in my home Mm -hmm. was a power move. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's because he's dumb. Sorry. I'll stop saying it eventually, maybe. Um, Uh. (laughs) Let's see. We actually get to learn a little bit about Lucian and his eye, which I thought was kind of interesting. He said, I had an old friend in the Dawn Court. She's skilled at tinkering, blending magic and machinery. Tamlin got her to craft it for me at great risk. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting that Tamlin got her to craft it for him when it's his friend. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't pick up on that. I was like, maybe only High Lords can ask for such things. Don't know. Maybe. Maybe he, like, paid her really well or something. (laughs) Maybe. 
he's rich. Mm-hmm. But um, that particular statement led into another like interesting like Jurian moment where I'm like, dude, yeah, who are you? He's asking for it. He is asking for it. So he says to Lucian, "Does your little mate have a rival?" And Lucian says, "My mate is none of your concern." And then it says, Jurian shrugged. She shouldn't be any of yours either, considering she's probably been fucked by half the Illyrian army by now. And I'm like, whoa! I, I was like, bro, you're still human. And you're a guest. Yeah. Who are you? Mm. Ugh. But this brings back to mind again. It's like, oh, wait, like, Elaine. Elaine is Lucian's mate. Right. It was so random and quick, quickly just thrown into the yeah. end of the last book. They, we really haven't had time to kind of simmer on that think about that i feel like we haven't like whenever this gets mentioned i'm like oh yeah like i know they're mates and it also makes me wonder like in moments like this like i want like what is lucian feeling right now like having a mate having her not be there and then being baited right by jurian in these ways it's like i feel like lucian is having a very hard time right now yeah also. he's got to be having a lot of self-restraint as well i know um a cry moment for mm-hmm. me is that she's looking for Reese's mother and sister's wings. I know. Mm. She can't find them, but she's looking. And I'm like, that's just like the most thoughtful thing. But sad. It's too. sad, but it's so thoughtful. It is. <sighs> so, so we're, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. I was going to say, so we're at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some interesting mind games going. Yeah. Hybern's niece and nephew use Jurian basically as a distraction so they can try to invade Lucian, Tamlin, Farah's mind. Mm-hmm. But Farah, heck yeah, is super quick to Woo! pick up on this. And she sends out like this mental shield basically protecting her, Lucian, and Tamlin's mind. Yep. Um, and I'm just amazed. I'm like, did Tamlin and Lucian really not realize that somebody was trying to invade their minds? But then again, I they think don't have the Daymati power. They have yeah. no idea. And I think about when they were in Summer Court and Farah invaded, you know, the High Lord of Summer Court's mind and he had no idea. So yeah. I guess it's not that un- unreasonable. So true. But like, like not only did she stop them, mm-hmm. but like she struck at them so much that they jolted in their seats as if a physical blow had been landed. Yeah. And then on top of that, she says, and for good measure, I lunged for their own minds, finding a wall of white bone. They flinched as I dragged black talons down their mental shields, gouging deep. I'm like, girl, look at you. <laughs> like, Daymati powers. Heck yeah. Yep. So, Pharaoh's pretty epic, mm-hmm. in my opinion, in this chapter. I agree. Loving secret agent Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Okay, chapter three. Do, do, do. Here we go. Um, so again, this was another like hybrid emotions mm-hmm. summary for me because I was both cranky and kind of in my feels. Yep. Uh, so I said, Feyre and Lucian take Hybern's crew to the wall. Lucian tells Feyre about the missed Kalanmai and Alice preps her for solstice. Mm. What are your thoughts? Feyre is scheming and it seems like the only one who doesn't know it is Tamlin. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <that's- laughs> Lucian and Alice both seem to realize that she is not who she once was and that everything she's saying about the night court isn't true. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I know. Um, there's nothing just, like, more satisfying. I think there's a quote maybe in this chapter or the next one where it was, like, does Tamlin, like, realize that, like, everyone is, like, lying to him or protect? And I'm just, right. like, I, I just love that picture of someone who thinks 
he's leading everything mm-hmm. when in reality it's like no everyone else Total is just opposite. working around you yeah so they've ventured to the wall which is what they promised they would do the day before mm-hmm. and i thought it was interesting how nature was like reacting as i was i was gonna point that out too they basically act as if they were like the naga or the bog yeah they just flee mm-hmm. and oh. that's something with animals i am always so impressed at their like instincts yeah when it comes to like people or like they'll they're say like so things with like with the things. weather like they're just so in tune mm-hmm. like you can like trust how an animal like reacts to a person for right. the most part and so you know this happening i'm like ooh, like i already knew these highburn commanders were bad mm-hmm. news but they're like really bad news yes yeah. <laughs> um so they get to the wall um i thought it was interesting that the wall never really gave off a feeling to pharaoh when she was human but mm-hmm. now that she's fey it had it just feels wrong there's a wrongness yeah. to it she says so um when they get to the wall they're like looking to ex- explore the different holes and so mm-hmm. they kind of leave the commanders to do that while her and lucian chat mm-hmm. um and one question that she asked that i just thought was interesting but in regards to his eye she said what do you even see with that thing and i was like i've never thought about that yes like can you see through walls like what yeah like is it just normal sight or is there like x-ray vision like what Mm -hmm. we don't get an answer but i think that's a interesting thing to think about it is sure um one other thing that made me laugh in this conversation Mm -hmm. is um she said and yet here you are ready to march with highburn and Lucian says, I did it for you too, you know. I went with him to get you back. And she goes, I never realized what a powerful motivator guilt can be. She says mm-hmm. it to him. Like, this yeah. is not a mental thought. I was like, snap. Yep. Um, and I just, Fair is so intentional about everything that she's doing. She said, I took a step closer to Lucian, my arm nearly brushing his, letting him be a barrier between us. They'd been more careful at breakfast this morning about pushing my mental shields, yet now, letting them think I was physically cowed by them, Branagh studied how close I stood to Lucian, how he shifted slightly to shield me. And I just think it's interesting that she's trying to get almost everybody to think that Lucian and her are a thing, Mm -hmm. because they were never a thing. Yeah, and you get that vibe again when it's like they because they're off talking right now and it's like when jurian like finds them right like he even says to him he says careful lucian you see what happens to males who touch the high lord's belongings right it's like huh i'm just why is everybody thinking their thing i know she's and why is pharaoh wanting people to like suspect that right it's weird yeah but again she is like she is acting so much like reese here it's like you can tell she's scheming in all these ways and we don't quite see yet how Mm -hmm. it's all gonna play out yeah so but she's trying to gather as many details as possible about you know highburn and what they're planning on doing um and she's i thought it was interesting because she found out if they she was asking if they could winnow Mm. um and just finding that out by talking about you know traveling to the different holes in the wall right so making casual conversation but really trying to glean more information out of it Mm -hmm. and i like lucian lucian totally knows what she's doing yep he says whatever you're planning it'll land us knee deep in shit yeah (laughs) i just he just knows and i i love it yeah he's clever Mm mm-hmm um and then i mentioned how like jurian like found them and interrupted their like conversation Mm -hmm. but just before that um pharaoh and lucian are talking about like jurian and highburn Mm -hmm. and lucian started a question of do you and i'm really curious like 
what was he going to ask? What was Lucian going to ask about? Mm-hmm. Because the question right before that, Thera said, why? Why does Hybern want to do this beyond some horrible desire for conquest? What drives him, his people? And so part of me is like, what was going to follow that question? I know. So I'm not we'll totally see. sure. So they head back to the stables, and apparently Ianthe uh, was waiting for them mm-hmm. at the stables. And it referenced how when Ianthe was introduced to the Hybern commanders, how they kind of just blew her off, which I just, I found really funny. I did too. Uh, but then at one point, Feyre says, uh, she says, I only patted Lucian on the shoulder and thanks. Ever the courtier, he bowed back. It was hard sometimes to remember to hate him, to remember the game I was already playing. And honestly, like, same. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was just saying how, like, bad I felt for Lucian, and he's like, in a horrible situation. It's like, no, Lucian was also semi-responsible for this crap. I know. But I, similarly, feeling reg- like feeling bad for Lucian, um, when he was talking to Farah, I didn't realize, like, how bad things had gotten yeah. while she was away. He said that Tamlin refused to participate in Callan May and made Lucian. Ugh. Which I was like, that's pretty crappy but what's worse is he made him be with ianthe for the right and we know that ianthe tried to seduce lucian yeah. and just how hard how much he hates her yeah. because of that and i was like that's terrible that it he's, is so messed up he's he's literally doing everything for tamlin yeah. and it just it sucks being his number two yeah so and he just he doesn't seem happy about like anything right now and all he's doing is worried he's just worried about elaine i know which is so sweet feel so bad for him like tamlin is such a crappy friend to lucian yeah and he says you're a better friend to me Farah, than i ever was to you and it's like yeah he's he can at least admits it and he realizes it and you know i mean maybe he's trying to make up for it not really sure but at least he's aware of it that's true that's the first step yeah which i think is what's different from tamlin yeah so after this, uh, Feyre goes to change, and she is spending some time with Alice. As they're I love to Alice. Out. Yes. So they're trying to figure out what to wear for Solstice. And so it comes a conversation about clothes in general. Mm-hmm. And it just, I'm just like, Alice, you're so smart, and I love you, and I miss you. But she's always been so observant. She has always, absolutely. And she can tell that even though Farrah was supposedly taken, it definitely doesn't seem like it was that bad in the night court, especially yeah. at first, because she's looking at the dresses, and she's like, we can't really let these things out. Yeah. And she just sees, you know, Farrah looks tan and healthy and muscular. She's like, clearly you weren't treated yes. that badly at the night court. Yeah. Um, and she tells her that she was there when Moore took her away, which I don't really think Farah ever realized that Alice was there. No. Um, and that she begged her to take Farah away. Because, <laughs> yeah, I remember that Alice was like, get yeah. her out of here, basically. Um, and she says, they say you came back different, came back wrong. I never bothered to tell them I think you came back right. Came back right at last. <laughs> I was like, she sees you, Farah. She knows. I love Alice so much so observant she is and i think you know not to like brag on women Mm -hmm. but like i feel like that's a thing that like women are capable of seeing in one another much more than like men they just don't see the like emotional side of things they're not observant in the same way so i just oh i've just i've missed alice i know i wish we could take alice back to the night court with us i know me too she would hate it but like (laughs) She's just so sweet. And so she's kind of like 
in on the scheming yeah. a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, she helps Feyre pick this fancy white dress for Solstice. To look super pure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think she, that's her kind of like being in on it with her in a very yeah. like low touch way. Mm-hmm. But I just really liked this interaction with Alice. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. All right. Chapter four. Mm-hmm. This is my like, ah, yeah. sticker. Um, so I said, it's summer solstice. Feyre's plans land herself in the center of attention and missing her mate. Mm. What'd you think? I love that we're back for another summer solstice. I know. It's been a year. It's been a year. But I love how Feyre totally steals Ianthe's thunder during the ceremony in this <laughs> chapter. And she is taking her down, but doing it like so subtly. And I'm Ugh. just so excited to see what all she has in store. It's so good. Ugh. But yeah, so it's been crazy. It's been a year since Summer Solstice. And last time we celebrated this, you know, Tamlin was playing the fiddle for her and they were dancing and they had their first kiss and we were in love. We were all so in love with Farrah being happy and Uh. falling in love with Tamlin and it was so sweet and romantic. Oh, how the tables have turned. I know. So she's reflecting on that. Tamlin's reflecting on that. Ugh, vomit. So the difference, though, between mm-hmm. this year and the previous year is Ianthe is here. Yeah. So they have an early morning ceremony service thing. ceremony thing that they have to do. Yeah, she's forcing everybody to participate in this ritual blessing ceremony rather than just having festivities. Yes. And I like Highburn's people. They're like, do we really, really have to do this? <laughs> like, we just take part in festivities, not the blessing stuff. Yeah. But yes, you do. Yup. But so Feyre is being really reflective, like you said, and something I thought was interesting where she said, a year ago, I danced amongst these people carefree and joyous for the first time in my life. And I had believed it was the happiest I'd ever been and ever would be. And Mm. I I read that and I was just like, oh my gosh, like how often do we be like, this is the happiest I'll ever be. And then it's almost like you're like, cutting yourself off from potential future happiness right. or then it's or, it's or it's just like a pleasant surprise when you're like oh wait things can get even better than this yeah i don't know it just had me like thinking about that and i was like no like they were at your life got so like it's hard right now obviously but mm-hmm. like there was so much more like joy ahead for you yeah so it's like how much more joy mm-hmm. and amazing times is there like yeah. beyond this i think it's a really like it, in a way, it sounds like a depressing statement, but I kind of look at it as, like, hopeful Yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. So they go to this religious whatever ritual thing for mm-hmm. Ianthe, um, and Farrah is so clever. I <laughs> love how she steals Ianthe's thunder in this. Yes. So she subtly moved Ianthe's marker, basically, because... She had this whole plan of when the sun crests and the light shines, it would basically be glowing right where Ianthe is. Yeah. And Farrah moves it like five feet out of the way, and she decides that she's going to glow instead. Just so funny. I love it. She said, when I looked to Ianthe and smiled again, I let a little bit of the wolf show. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Yeah, you did. So funny. I just, I love that it's such a, it, it's like nothing. For most people, but it's yeah. such a dig to Ianthe yeah. to be taken out of the spotlight like that. Yeah, it's a total, like, boss power move. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting going back to, like, 
her and Lucian right now. Mm -hmm. She set it up so that only her and Lucian were standing together. Right. When this happened. Mm -hmm. So again, she's doing something there. Right. We don't quite know what, but Mm -hmm. it's like, huh. Yeah. It's like, why are you making it look like you and Lucian are a thing? I don't get that. I don't either. But. But, oh, that does remind me. We haven't mentioned this yet, but she has somehow managed to successfully avoid Tamlin trying to get in her bed. Yeah, I've been wondering about that this whole time. She said something along the lines of, like, claiming, like, the darkness and the nightmares at night. She couldn't deal I'm with yet it. I giving her, you know, a week or two, maybe. But it's like, there's no kissing. There's well, no hand-holding. She thinks she was, like, assaulted. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's being, like, extra. I get stepping back. But like I said, off. like, you could be hand-holding. Yeah. You could just have some kind of general physical touch yeah but they're not at all and nothing nothing like she's touching lucian way more than she's touching tam i don't know how she's like how how is he not eating that i don't know but you think he would just try to gently brush up against her just thump like nothing nothing weird i was like has he not tried to even just like cuddling in bed like you don't have to do anything yeah because you went through so much trauma you i find it really odd that it's he hasn't tried anything a little too convenient, SJM. <laughs> or like, is like I said, is Tamlin just that blind right now? Like he's just. But he got his he got his person back. He should be all over her. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so that leads into the festivities. Yep. Where a year ago they shared their first kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did like dance for part she of the asks night. him to dance i think that's kind of how she worked around it in that moment yeah but nothing beyond that mm-hmm. uh she ended up going home i guess early yeah to again try to keep tamlin out of her room and we have a small moment with reese oh so she sends um reese the like vision of mm-hmm. what happened that day and basically saying like i wish i could spend it with you and he goes, it'd be an honor to spend even a moment in the company of Favorite Cauldron Blast. And I'm like, I miss Reese so much. I know. <sighs> but so while she's, you know, by herself, she says, the stars winked into existence, dim and small above the blazing fires. I watched them through the long hours of celebrating and could have sworn they kept me company, my silent and stalwart friends. Mm. I was like, yes, the night court is with you. They are always with you. So sweet. Uh, So they had a small moment. Mm -hmm. This was kind of, I think we talked about this out of order for a second, but while they were dancing, um, Tamlin was like, talking with her about what happened with Ianthe earlier Mm -hmm. and Pharaoh said something like I need to I I think I need to apologize Mm -hmm. and Tamlin says what for perhaps it was a blessing magic still surprises me if she's angry it's her problem and I thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. because he's finally like on her side on her side yeah not defending Ianthe I know I still hate him but I'm like you're on her side for something for once well that's That's amazing that's why I'm thinking that he knows what Ianthe did was wrong and he might not believe her lie I think he's just trying to placate yeah everybody and make because they've already made the deal with Hybern you can't go back at this point so that's why I'm thinking he's not stupid he's just yeah but even Farrah she's talking about how like she doesn't understand how he can like stomach it. Yeah. And that's I think a great question. It's like 
Okay, say you're placating them. Mm -hmm. How are you stomaching all of this? Like, you're not acting. I mean, we talked, I think it was a quote in the last book. It was like, love can be a poison. And I truly think he's poisoned Mm -hmm. by his love for Feyre, that it just outweighs everything. So sad. So that is chapter four. Yeah. Summer solstice is over. I know. More shenanigans ahead. Mm -hmm. More secret agent shenanigans. (laughs) Um, so next week we're gonna do chapters five through nine. Okay. Episode title TBD. Mm. But yeah, I think that's it, right? Anything yeah. else you want to add? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're so excited to have you guys back. Yes. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to a Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!